be discussing our favorite unrealistic reoccurring movie cliches. Joining with me as always from Goffstown, the homie. How you doing, dog? Hey, how's it going? So unrealistic movie cliches. What do we mean by that? So basically when you watch a movie, you have to turn your brain off to tell yourself, okay, reality doesn't exist like in this movie. I, I'm going to allow for certain things to happen in movies that wouldn't normally happen in real life. Right. So in, in the wake of the Mandela Effect podcast, like last week, we were talking about, you know, just kind of uh, blank spots in the brains and, you know, our subconscious feeling, man. Um, but for, for this one, you know, it's kind of us suspending like our 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 attachment to reality for a minute and like what we allow to happen yeah or allow it to accept actually right but just not just one movie or like a fantasy movie but like it seemed a couple of things that happen throughout movies like you can explain it a little bit better yeah i mean movie it, it has to happen in a in a couple of movies so for instance we're going to give you the the cliche or the reoccurrence and then we're going to say at least one or two movies that it's happening. This is kind of almost like us roasting these movies or roasting these ideas that happen in movies or, or reoccurring scenes. Well, it's just it's us observing also like, you know, I think I also made the observation recently on comedies that I just like let myself be in the movie, Well, especially when I'm watching comedies. I'm just like. I just let myself be there no matter how ridiculous it is. But like, there's these reoccurring things that happen that I honestly, unless you think about it and you're like, Oh yeah, like that makes no sense for them to compete. Like that wouldn't, you'd never do that in real life. Right. So, so I think one of the most obvious ones, and we'll just give you one to start off so that it's an example that everyone I'm sure recognizes when they're watching movies. And if you're like me and Tim, it it just kind of bothers me when I see it, but because I'm watching a movie, I'm just like, all right, whatever. And that's, that's when people are on the phone in movies. At the end of phone calls, what do you do in real life? You say, all right, take it easy. We do it at the end of this podcast. See you later. In movies, almost never do you say goodbye or have any type of hang-up greeting or end to a call. Well, it's, that's an interesting point. I, I definitely had a note about phone calls in that, like, even into the age of um, touch screens and uh, smartphones, they were still using flip phones in movies just so they can use it to emphasize the moment and hang up. And then, you know, that's why pay phones were really great for movies. Like you could just slam them and keep <laughs> slamming them. Like, but that's, I always thought that's a funny, like that for me is the cliche is like someone being on the other line and like, as if like they could hear you slamming the phone. Like once it went dead, it's just that, you know what I mean? It's not like the phone gets that much louder, especially back then. Right, but right. Like, I, I love I love it in movies when someone does slam the phone and then whoever's on the receiving end kind of like pulls the phone away from them as exactly, if... Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like you, as they if they really could feel them punching through the phone, right. No, it's just so basic. But it was like, that was actually something that you and I discussed long ago is having how movies have had to, or Hollywood or, uh, you know, uh, how films have had to adjust um, with that missing actually like so there's no like real dramatic way to hang up a smartphone unless you're chucking it against the wall right right so i mean that was just the obvious one right off the bat um we're we're gonna go through again try not to make this too long of a podcast but just go through our notes and just give you examples of other ones so dog do you have another example of a movie 
or no, I mean, I think it happens. In, it's it's hard to even give just a couple of them because I don't I don't need to. Everyone can picture someone slamming. I mean, the movie phone booth. I imagine he slams. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about just examples in. Oh, the ridiculous cliches. Yeah, yeah. What's your next oh, ridiculous I, cliche? Yeah, I you were, okay, great. Because I thought you were going to lead off with. Uh, I had all right in my research. I had a lot of trouble steering away from action movies because there's so many great unrealistic cliches in action movies. So the number one that I had to bring up is the main actor walking away from a massive explosion extremely slow. So what, like the first off, if you're going to set something, I don't care who you are. If you're going to set something on like a blaze like that, you're going to turn and watch it first off. But like, you're also not going to like solemnly walk away as things are like flying past you. Like explosions are like, they shake the sound barrier and everything. And, and, and honestly, in countless movies, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, shooter with Mark Wahlberg or, uh, you know, any Nick Cage movie. Con Air, uh, Con, Con Air, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I've got this in my notes too. It's it's just a classic one. Payback with Mel Gibson. I, there's there's so many of them that that are just out there. Usually usually with a like some sort of quippy line too. Like they'll usually say something as they're walking by. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. And, I, if I'm if I'm out with like, if I'm out with you in the field and we light off a freaking firecracker. I'm blinking and, and jabbing if that goes off. Never mind a ten-story building blowing to dust. I don't care how badass you are, and, and it's honestly, it's it's whenever I see a, an actor do that, they almost lose a point for me. Like when I've seen I've seen Denzel do that, and like I think the Equalizer, he might do that. And like when as soon as an actor is slowly walking away from a, a big explosion. It's kind of like, oh, okay, they're in this phase of their career. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's not. It's not them doing it. It's the director, and it's the storyline that says, you know, it probably just says in the script, "Badass walks away, no flinch," like something like that. So I'm, I'm sure some some of these are done in front of a green screen too. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh, of course. I mean, all of them are done in front of a green. I mean, most of them, unless they're like in their like action phase where, uh, you know, they're they're trying to get near the action, like Vinny Chase. Um, but you mentioned the, the one-liners or like the quick quips before that. And like, I think that whole one, the whole one-liners in movies period, like, so saying a one-liner before that, all right. So the classic hasta la vista, baby, yeah. like saying anything before you do something major or like, like something big or like, and you're in the middle of something a bit like, Whoa, that one was close. Air, like, uh, like a comedic break. Like, yeah, Air Force One, it, get off my plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care how clever and smart you are. When shit goes down in their chaotic situation, you're not saying anything too smart. I can guarantee that. <laughs> no, and to that point about like explosions too. That was one that I had as well. So just explosions in general. The, the rule in action movies is if the flames don't touch you or if they only like barely graze you, then you don't feel the explosion. So like, <laughs> like if something blows up, you can feel it from like miles away, like the, the reverberation through the ground. Never mind if you're standing right next to the source. Um, I mean, in Con Air, we mentioned it before, uh, movies like Backdraft and even in The Matrix. I know the Matrix is supposed to be 
suspended real, realization, but backdraft is about like fires, right? And as soon as as soon as that backdraft hits, as as long as you're diving out the window as the explosion hits, then all you're gonna have the worst you're gonna have is a little soot on your face. Yeah, of course it'll blow you to safety. Like that, <laughs> right, that, right. it's like people like Charlie from Always Sunny are just like convinced because of that that it, it doesn't matter if like it's not the heat that matters; it's the it's the fire, right? But or or the impact but, of an explosion, like just an impact of an explosion in general. Like if you're again, I'm gonna use the fireworks. If you're in a field a half a mile away from a deep firework, you can still feel that in your chest. You know, never mind if you're. 10 feet from whatever it's going on. Yeah, that's, well, that's kind of the, uh, well, the, it, it's a, again, action movies just give so many. I wouldn't say this is a cliche, but the fact that, so when someone shoots off a gun, like a pistol, and, like, then puts it to someone's head, like, the end of that, the end of the gun, the, the barrel of the gun, is going to be super hot, and it's going to burn somebody. Right. And that's, like, throughout movies, like, that's a consistent thing. That they just, I feel like, never... That's like an unrealistic thing that always happens. Like, you could just shoot off or, like, shoot it near someone's ears. Their ears would be fucked. Yeah. Like, their eardrums would be blasted out. So I feel like kind of the way... Right, so the way that guns are portrayed in movies in general... Yeah, I'm ready to talk too- about... I'm even ready to say weapons in general, but what's your gun What's your gun bit? No, my uh, I'm hot. I'm hot on guns. Uh, no, I'm just, uh, but what's your stance on guns? Period. No, just what's uh, like. For instance, how about John Wick two? So let's just go into the into the silencer part. You you remember the scene when him and Common are having that gunfight in the subway? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, what a silencer can do is like amazing in movies. Yeah, in movies. Like, so norm in real life. I've been to a gun range where someone had a silencer on their on their uh, pistol or whatever their Glock, and it's like it, it maybe tones it down maybe I don't know fifty decibels tops. Like if someone fires a silenced gun, you can hear it down the block. Like you could hear it next door. And in these movies, especially John John Wick Two is the most egregious. They're in a subway just like having the gun underneath their arm and firing, and no one in the huge crowd can hear. Two si- two automatic silenced weapons going off. No, that's it's also like the 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 bullets exploding the fucking walls behind them. Like there's the, like there's just there's whizzing and there's noise that comes along with with shooting a gun. Yeah. Like my, if you have a silencer or not. But uh, another another cliche, uh, I think to to hop to like horror movies or to like slasher thrillers or. Uh, is like how many times someone can get hit with a bullet. So my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> I think me and Maddie were doing our favorite movie cliche is like the the hero or heroine kills the bad guy, shoots him down. He's got like you know he's got a shotgun, which by the way he's he's cocked with a shotgun like five times. Yeah, right. It never never shot anybody. Like he just. He does that for the effect as if he's got like six empty shells somehow or like five empty shells in there before he has like a, an actual, actual shell. That's, that's one thing. But um, for, all right. So the heroine or hero kills the supposedly kills the bad guy with like five shots. And then instead of going and kicking their gun away and making sure they're dead, they just walk away to like their friend 
and then leave the gun next to the bad guy. Well, like, five shots would kill anyone. So, I mean... It, it, but no matter what, dude, I'm going over... In real life, dude, I'm going over to that guy and making sure. Like, like no matter what. And getting that gun away from him, especially if he had been chasing me or something. Like, dude, no question. So that's just like a classic, like, come on, like, cliche. So mine's the opposite. Like, so... If someone gets shot once, they are whether the bullet grazes you or do does like the clean out or hits hits whatever, you're down. Like there's mm-hmm. so many Rambo movies or just uh, Scarface is another one that comes to mind. Like I mean John Wick. John Wick, is, right? Is exactly. You take a bullet and you're still running at like you're still able to run. No, if if you just even get grazed by a bullet, you are down and you are on your way to the hospital. So when you shoot a bad guy five times in the heart, like. Yeah, I'd, I would assume he's dead. I don't know if, if my first instinct would be go to go over there and kick the gun away. I would just assume he's dead. In the movies, you it, no matter how many bullets someone's take, you can't assume that they're dead until a, some like a doctor comes in and checks their pulse and declares it. Because seemingly you can take so many shots in, in well, cinema. All right, so John Wick, I know. Where, I mean, that one, they're, they're priding their, themselves, or the, the director's priding themselves, on, are priding the movie on... Keanu being able to do everything in real time and it being sort of like realistic in that like he's using, you know, real tactical moves and uh, jujitsu and stuff like that in order to disarm these guys. But like uh, not only are the timing of, of everything is crazy. So the choreography, but like, but yeah, the amount, I don't care how cool his or how advanced his suit is. Like he, he's got like yeah, armor yeah, in yeah, his suit, yeah. but I don't care. Like, I don't care how many, how many bullets you take like you fall off a building like i'm sorry like you're just gonna be like as a person who's had a head injury before you're just incapacitated when you get hit hard by something Mm -hmm. and like i don't care like a bullet would at least take the wind out of you at least Mm -hmm. at least like if 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 you had kevlar on and stuff um so another so you're you're getting into like the the slasher movies um another thing too is uh, when it comes to weapons, is the sound of a knife. So the sound of a knife in a movie. Nice, yes. If you pick up a knife off the table, or even if you do it dramatically, it makes a certain sound in real life. In the movies, it's that shing. Like, it, it's almost like you're like sharpening the knife as soon as you pick it up or taking it out of a sword case. It makes this unrealistic sound. Scream is totally guilty of this since there's so much knife play in Scream. But it's just the sound of a knife almost makes this like dinging sound that reverberates for like five seconds. And nowhere in life does that ever happen. Well, what about, all right, so we're getting into sound effects now. Like, how about punching sounds? Like, sure, yes, that goes along with it. I remember the first time that I punched you in your face. I didn't hear like the, (laughs) I just, all I heard was you crying like a little Uh, girl. No, no. No, I'm, like the but the the punching sound effects like that are supposed to somehow enhance the movie like are like all right but I think the knife one is great in that like it's you can't replicate it like a punching one like you could punch a pillowcase and maybe make a sound that's similar or something like that right um, but the knife you you'd ha- you'd have to like take a pirate sword and unsheath it from like its old like metal case in order to get that sound yeah. 
Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. It's just it's just ridiculous. Um, last one for weapons is you and I talked about this on a podcast that you know kind of is in the ether there. But anytime a grenade goes off or any type of like big explosion happens, sometimes or a lot of times the wake up from the the in in all of the confusion of the grenade going off the sound so people like movies do this thing where like they kind of have a deafening sound and you're kind of like oh oh where am i and all you yeah. hear is like that like kind of high pitched tone yeah. so many movies do that i mean and mainly more war movies because that's really where you're only going to see grenades but the last weapon i wanted to go over before we moved on to our next you know cliche well, speaking of not what, well, I totally agree. Like, yeah, there's a concussive element to grenades. And like, also like, I have no, I've never seen a grenade go off in real life, but I have no idea what the destruction range of a grenade really is. Cause no. it, vary, it varies from movie to movie. And I, I truly have no idea. Like I've never seen a grenade in real life. I've seen movies where the grenade has blown up a house and I've seen, movies where if you step to the side then you're okay yeah just as long as it doesn't like as long as you don't swallow it (laughs) well if it like hits a gas can underneath a car like i guess like that's one thing but like oh oh, that's another thing being able to shoot the gas can in a car like shoot like shoot the gas can to explode i'm pretty sure that's not a real no it's not so so i gotta give one of my coworkers, kevin a shout out he's my buddy he, he mentioned that exact one and he gave me a couple of good examples, but he, he said, yeah, and, and you're saying it too. It's impossible to shoot. Cars are designed so when you shoot them, they're not going to explode. Never mind. Where's like, there's no spark going on. Like, there's no way that that could happen. Well, for me, but I, well, for me the way I conceptualized it was and understood it was like the, the metal hitting, the bullet hitting metal and sparking and then like, there'd be gas, but that it really, I think it has to be a lot more than just a little tiny little spark or I don't, I um, can't say I understand no. it. So, but. so Kev, Kev was telling me that they proved, they disproved it on Myth, Mythbusters and they used like an old car. Like they, yeah, it, it can't happen. So my favorite, one of my favorite things that, all right. So I've been in a few car accidents, mostly non Actually, I don't remember any that were my fault. Anyways, doesn't matter. But I've been in car accidents before, and I know how cars react when they get hit, even to a minor extent. So, like, movies like the Jason Bourne movies, and, all right, in Fast and Furious, the car chases, like, the amount of damage some of these cars can sustain and then continue to drive or and don't shut down. Yep. Like, it's insane. So, I, like, I've been in a minor fender bitter, and your car just shuts off. Like, yeah. I swear to God. Like, it, it it's this it it's almost like a, a gut reaction to like the engine shaking or something happens like right. almost almost every car accident I've ever been in or been in the back seat of like you, you know just the the engine just shuts off like no matter what instead of ramming playing chicken and <laughs> ramming ramming into someone and then being able to just drive out it just cars don't work that way totally. So I feel like we've been doing a lot of these action movies, and that's where most of these cliches list live. But I do want to come up with one or a few examples where there are different styles of movies, or like you know, like a uh, I don't know, for instance, just any any movie in particular. Like so, let's let's work with disguises, right? Let's 
the 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 disguise issue or the dis, anytime that there's a disguise in a movie. So if you were to walk in, for instance, in a movie and you had like one of those eye eyeglasses and a mustache, me in the movie would not be able to tell who you are. So a piss poor disguise always works in movies. I'll give you a few examples. The obvious one is Superman, right? So Clark Kent to Superman, Lois Lane can't recognize when her own boyfriend has glasses on versus not. <laughs> so there, there's one. I mean, that's, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire, I, we always mention this one, but if dad showed up in a woman's costume, I think I could tell who he was, you know, like mm. if, or if he had a mask on, by the way, every day, Robin Williams having to put per, like that mask on himself is just unbelievable as it is. Um, and then you've seen the movie, The Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every, how many times can Hugh uh, Jackman and Christian Bale interrupt each other's, um, whatchamacallit, in, interrupt their magic shows with just like a wispy, you know, beard or something like that. And they never recognize yeah. each other coming up on stage. The well, whole back movie. In the de- back in the day, it's not like we were seeing faces of like famous people all the time. So I think, I think I'll give the last one, I'll give them a slide a little bit. Cause like, like you could just change your hair. You know me. Like I, depending on what, how long my hair is, how curly, how what color. Like because sometimes somehow my I've had gray in my beard since I was younger, and somehow it's like gone away. So like I'm telling you, I can change my look real quick. But like I feel like you and other people see me more because it's like there's there's cameras everywhere. There's there's in, there's social media. There's Instagram and stuff like. I bet like you, if, if some a friend of yours who you haven't seen in ten years ran into you at the grocery store, they would know who you are because even even with your you know beards or haircut, different haircuts or whatever, you just know a, a person. Friends, I've had a few friends from college say they swear they've seen me like in Mickey thinks he's seen me in Chicago, in New York, and like I, I swear people say that all the time. So well, you do have a very basic look, dog. Basic. This is coming from the guy who still tucks his shirts into his jeans. <laughs> I do. Hey, it just feels good. Don't judge. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I, I swear. If, if, well, I, I don't know if it's to accentuate whatever hips you have or lack there don't or or, or lack hey, thereof hips you don't have. But make fun of my hips all you want. They've never lied in their entire life. But Phil, <laughs> keeping uh, yeah, the shirts tucked into jeans in style. I guess I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Um, so what? What else do you got for cliches? Uh, so cliches, just to run through a couple more action ones. Um, the, I mean, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but the villain allows the hero to escape in... This happens a lot in a lot of Bond movies, Mission Impossible. It's t- Now it's time to die. And then just kind of takes off like, oh, I just assumed everything went right there. Um, fight scenes, again, this is in action movies, uh, particularly in Kill Bill and any and really any Jackie Chan movie. It's the 10 on one scenario where the hero always gets away. But if you look at the other henchmen that are supposed to be attacking them all at the same time, they're kind of just like in a basketball defensive stance, like waiting for their turn to get their ass kicked. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Like if it was just like, there's three dudes on one, like, I don't care. Like you'd go at the same time, take them down. Like, so that's a great, that's a great point. One, One note that I had on fight scenes was like, so there's like some like choreographed or like almost like dance fighting type scenes. Like if you've ever been in or seen a fight, like you know how like raw and like no matter what, like even if somebody like knows how to handle themselves, it's still like gritty and ugly and not like 
smooth. But like, it's just hilarious to me when Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are like slapping five and like dancing across each other. And like that, that happens in other movies, essentially just like dance fighting, like real fight fights in real life. So basically they end quick. They, they, They don't last very long. And they don't look no. good. It just they usually don't. ends up in someone tackling someone and it's, it gets broken up like 10 seconds later. Yeah, there's only so many hits, bare knuckle hits that someone can actually take. Like, right. And blood, when someone knows pops and blood goes everywhere, like that shit scares off like the person. Do, like there's a lot of shit that can happen that they don't always show. Like you can take a beating in a movie and just end up with like a black eye. They don't show like the little tiny cuts and like, like half of a tooth, like being yeah. and like you know. With, with the fights, too, with the fights too. I mean, the closest thing we have to that is like boxing and MMA in real life. But like, if someone gets you square in the face, you're gone. You're like you're out. So, that, which actually kind of another thing Kevin and I were talking about too was concussion, concussion length or knockout syndrome. If you're gonna knock someone out, like a real a concussion in real life, if you're gonna like knock them out, last maybe four or five seconds, and then. You know, usually the medical staff will run in. Sometimes you can get knocked out and just be out for like three or four hours. Like, oh, okay, good. I punched him. So it should be about, you know, four or five hours. Like in real life, they just kind of come back. They're like, what, what? Like you would have, if you had a concussion for four hours, like that's called a coma, right? <laughs> and <laughs> you, you were probably having some serious brain brain damage where in a movie, it can happen three, four times when someone just gets knocked out for hours at a time. Well, like the how unrealistic boxing movies are. Like, if you, I actually my last uh, a few years ago, I got I got into I got into watching boxing on HBO, and uh, like the the amount of hits that don't land, like that they don't show. Like, so movies, it's all just money shots. Yeah. Uh, like literally, no 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 boxer fighter is taking or or dishing out that many full contact or like naturally like like they're also like all greased up so the the things slide off of them and like there's like resistant like contact where like but somehow they can take that over and over and over well it's also in boxing you have padded hands in in the movies you might even you might even have some some brass knuckles and guys are still surviving all that stuff but one of the most egregious fights i can think of was from fast and furious 5 Vin Diesel versus The Rock. You know how many like glass pallets and tables and like like just massive, massive punches that both of those guys took. It was it was like a four minute fight scene and Sorry, any so any one of those punches would have killed someone. Fast and Furious is almost like a, a, a fantasy universe in the way in some of the stuff that has never they, they do stuff that has just never been done. Actually, for the filming of it, they do stuff that's never been done, like parachuting, you know, out of doing all their random stunts, like uh, from hopping a, uh, a, a truck from a train to another train, something like that. Like, they'll do that stuff, but like, like in what was it? Was it in Dubai or where, where they jumped the, the. Oh, yeah, the, the building, building to building. Yeah, that was fast. Seven or fast? No, fast six. Fast six. You literally jump a car from building to building, and it's like so. The original couple like were like had their own feel to it. So like, but like at, at this point, it's just like it's so beyond absurd and like 
fantastical yeah. that it's its own thing almost it's ridiculous but it's at the beginning of the movie you immediately at any fast and furious you have to turn your brain off in order to enjoy it and, I, and I'm, right. I'm happy to and do i so. think they know they know that and they've taken it to the nth degree if if you were to ask us after either tokyo drift or fast two or even fast one if there were going to be that many more like you'd be like no like <laughs> what are you talking about like how are they going to pull that off like, yeah well, I, I feel like but, we should do a whole another podcast on the fasts, and maybe the only list we'd only get you and me as listeners. But I just love those no, movies. I think they take advantage of it. It's it border it's it borderlines comedy in in the amount that they 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 suspend reality and really kind of push the the bounds of like it, same with the Expendables. Like the Expendables okay. is literally how big can you take this? Yeah, like of yeah. course it's. It's like it's it's so self-aware. It's like of course it's not. Real. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's just not, not real. Um, working off of another cliche that I have, so distance in movies, uh, and again, this is really for action movies. So everyone makes fun of the Fast and Furious Six at the end. Well, anyone who's seen Fast and Furious Six, they're on a runway that they did. It, supposedly, they're in both cars and an airplane doing a hundred miles an hour on a runway for about eh, about a 12 minute scene. Someone did the math. I can't remember what it was, but if so, if you're traveling on a runway that long, it like they covered something like 25 miles. Like there's no yeah. runway that's <laughs> 25 miles long. So you're just supposed to like forget all all of reality and as far as distances. Other things that I have as far as distances movies. I just recently saw the movie 1917. So that's a movie that's continuously shot. And there is a little break when, again, he gets concussed for five hours or whatever and wakes up and didn't know where he is. But he's, the, the, the two main characters, which eventually turns into one main character, is supposed to cover this ground. It's one continuous shot. I'm thinking the entire time, I'm like, I could probably get, if without, without having to fight any Nazis or anything like that, I could probably get from point a to point b if i ran in 25 minutes and there, i think you were supposed to think that that's about like a, a a 10 mile journey that the guy took yeah i mean i it's that that whole point of the movie is the continuous shot i feel like that's what the, is the selling point on top of it being a uh right a but, he's, but he stays or, in one spot for long periods of time is what i'm saying so with the with right. the French woman that he that he meets um, in the German, um, you know, when the Germans are, are burning down that town, there's like yep. when when his right. but when his buddy dies, he sticks around there for like a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. Like he's only on that truck for maybe maybe four minutes, so he doesn't cover that much ground there. I'm saying running from point A to point B, where what he has to cover. I bet you, I'm guessing I could do that in 20 minutes with a light jog. Obviously, I don't have to kill anyone or defend myself doing it, but it just, it, I think we're supposed to think that that was a longer distance. Another distance too, Mission Impossible 4 at the end, Tom Cruise is going to save his wife. He has to travel a mile. He sees on the GPS that she's a mile away and he, break, he breaks the mile record. He goes from like, he runs the mile through the street in like three minutes and 20 seconds or something, which is forever on film. But if you're actually mm -hmm. thinking like that's a, a little bit over a mile, like, he just broke the mile record by like forty seconds if he if he does that. Right, Ethan Hunt can do it. I, I believe it. It's might it might seem impossible, but I don't know. 
A um, couple last ones because I know we're, we're wrapping up here. Um, anytime someone's at the bar and they order a drink, if it's a drink they're specific, vodka tonic, please, shake and that sir. If you order a beer, can I just have a beer, please? Hey, beer is please. In what world does a waiter, a waiter or a bartender know what beer you want? You know, like I mean, I've been to some bars down in like Atlanta and stuff where they essentially have three types of beer. They have Coors, Coors Light, and like then maybe like one other like Bud Select or something like that. Even, so I've but definitely... even when you do though, you have to specify which one you want. Never in the movies. Just a beer, please. Um, right. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, that's it's it's why why do we? Of course, like that's like the that's like us accepting people saying phone numbers are five 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 five. Oh, one, that's two, another three, great four. one. Yeah, that's another like, great one. Why why do we 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 just accept it? Like, of course, like we know we're watching a movie. But for some reason, they still have to cover their asses and can't use someone's real phone number. Yeah, like, I guess. I guess so many people just you know, if you give I, a real number, people are dumb enough to call it. And I think whenever, I think with the beer, whenever thing, that happens in movies, it really takes me out of it. Like, I can't really. I'm just because for some reason, I, I I just focus on it. Like I just cannot focus on it. Yep. Yep. Um, KL five. The Simpsons always used to have KL five as the first three digits. It's the same Klondike thing. Five. Yeah, um, that's my name. It's Mr. Plow. So, so <laughs> for the, yeah, Mr. Plow definitely had a. I think it was five 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 KL five Plow. That was yeah. his, that was his number. Um, last one I have here, and I got to give Kevin credit again. Um, anytime that there's a rom com, or anytime that there's like a love making scene or a sex scene in a movie, right? What happens at the end of it? Ah, oh, everyone just rolls off and goes to sleep. There is no cleanup. There is no nothing that that happens in real life. And I, I never really noticed this. He mentioned it to me. I was laughing in my seat when he when he told me about this one because, like, think about it. like sex scenes just in general uh, in movies are not are not real. Apparently, most of these guys are sailors and aren't and aren't getting their boots on before they go <laughs> they go into. How many euphemisms do I need to use? I, I saved this one for the last on purpose, so hopefully anyone who's no, too. I now. actually, I, I had a rom com one, or not a rom com one, but like a a romantic movie uh, one that I think is is bullshit. So especially, all right. So the Notebook is the one that uses it the most. So have you ever kissed a girl out in the pouring rain? It just doesn't happen. I don't care who you're oh. with, like. Like there's no, when you, I haven't been with somebody or I haven't seen anybody that's been so passionate that they are willing to be soaking wet. First off, in between the kiss, there would be wet rain, but like probably some snot as well. Yeah. And just yeah. like, she's, she's cold. And like, it's just, it's not, it's not going to fly ever. Like I, I've been in situations probably where like, it's been raining out and I'm trying to make up with a girl or something like that, but they're at least like, well, come inside. Like that's step right. one. I'm sorry. Like, right. unless you're trying to like Dennis a chick, like, and, you know, uh, nurture some dependence or inspire hope. Like you, <laughs> you, that's a great call. Yeah. You're like a girl be just like, if you're trying to get her back, she'll just be pissed. Why are we standing out here in the rain? I, I get you. Right. Yeah. Can we just like do this inside? I don't care how romantic you think you are or like no matter what the scenario is, 
she's going to want to go back into, uh, you know, underneath the airport hangar, which, all right, so that's my last one I'm going to bring up. Okay. The way the airport security is oh, yeah. treated oh, yeah. in Moot is just ridiculous. So to expand on, you know, the, the, uh, the romantic aspect of, uh, of the unrealistic, like cliches in romantic movies, like the, you know, the Ross, Ross and Rachel, I think is it, it in friends they do when he goes to the airport and uh, somehow, you know, gets through security and uh, yep. you know, but like it, it's, it's unrealistic. It's happened in, in multiple movies. Like people, airport security is not well represented in movies. No, not at all. Um, I saw, what was it? Uh, there was a movie that was on the other day um, with, oh, Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Same thing. They're just running through security like it's nothing. Um, in, in the movie, Rom-Com, Can't Hardly Wait with Jennifer Love Hewitt. At the end, the guy runs through security. Nothing happens. Now, granted, some of these are probably pre-9-11, so it's, uh, security wasn't what it was. Dumb and Dumber. It's okay. I'm a limo driver. He just runs through the, runs through the tarmac. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Like, but again, again, pre 9-11 as well. But there was some sort of security before that. And movies just disregard any, any you know, any TSA member is just a pushover in movies. Yeah, any, any way it can further, like, again, with the cell phones, like any way it can just further emphasize, like, a point or, like, a meeting. Like, like all right, so one of my favorite things also, one of my favorite things used in movies and comedies especially are spit takes. So, like, when someone's, like, telling you some information, you're drinking a glass of water, and then, you're, <laughs> and then you spit it out because what you heard is so absurd. Like that, I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before. No, you're more Maybe likely, like, I've seen it happen, but you're more likely to keep it in your mouth and just kind of cough or choke on it a little bit. But that, that's- Oh, I love movie. it. But I love a good spit take in a movie. Yeah. Like, but- All right, but so, so we're gonna stop it here just, just to keep it short. There are probably hundreds that we missed. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Dog, with the stories, maybe we could get something out there asking what people's favorite reoccurring, unrealistic movie cliches are. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Dog, any, any final thoughts? In the interest of uh, polling fan uh, suggestions, we're going to open up a hotline uh, that you can reach us at 555-1234. Uh, that should spell 555-jerk, right? Yeah. That, yeah, I think so. Sense. And you'll be picking up, right? That makes sense. That, yeah. that's, your, yeah. that, that's to your direct line. All right, Doug. Have a good one. Peace.